Bienvenida amiga, you are listening to the Chingona Living Podcast with Anabel Quintanilla, el lugar donde aprenderás lo que necesitas para tu salud, vida y más. Health, life and emotional wellness is what I teach as a certified transformational coach and your life is about to get super amazing. Gracias por estar aquí amiga, let's get started. Let's talk about how predictive your brain actually is and not how reactive you think it is. I am your friend and women's empowerment coach, Anabel Quintanilla, and today we're going to talk about that. So go ahead and grab some notes, grab your favorite essential oil. I've got Chingona blend all over me. Go ahead and breathe that in and let's dive in. You think that you have a very reactive brain. You think, you have no idea why you behave the way you do, why you think the thoughts you think, why you snap, why you lash out, why you fight, why you freeze, why you play dead, while you give in to others. You have no idea why you do these things, or so you think. And today I'm here to teach you that none of that is actually true. Everything happens for a reason. I know that's a horrible cliche, but let me tell you what those reasons are. First of all, Let's remind ourselves of the source of our thoughts. We know that our emotions come from our thoughts, but where do our thoughts come from? I'm going to remind you of the four places from where your thoughts come. They come from familial conditioning, social conditioning, trauma and life experiences, and programming in your nervous system. These four sources give us thoughts to think about situations. Situations are strictly neutral, things that are happening in our life or happened in our life or are gonna happen in life. There is nothing good or bad or positive or negative about them. Whatever is good or bad, positive or negative is the thought that you have about the thing. And that thought comes from any of these four places, familiar conditions, social conditioning, trauma and life experiences and our nervous system. I'll repeat it again in case you're taking notes. So you have these thoughts. And these thoughts, as you repeat them over time, create patterns. They create patterns in your mind. If this, then this. If this plus this, then this. If that plus that, then that. These patterns create the predictions that cause your brain to behave in a way that they do. So the beautiful thing about knowing this is that this gives you an opportunity to pause and reflect on what that programming might be. So let's just say, and this is a really good example, okay? This is a really good example. I'm going to use it in its personal example, but it also happens to be an example that is shared by some of my clients. My ex-husband used to look at me in a way that I thought was weird. He had this look about himself when he, when we were having a conversation. And if I had to mimic it, it'd be like squinting of the eyes, tilting of the head, pointing of the ear, like WTF, like this very confused look, squishy of the face look whenever I was talking. And usually when he would start making that look, I would pause and I would ask, why are you looking at me that way? 
And his answer was, well, I can't believe we're even having this stupid conversation. And when he would say stupid conversation, I would make it mean that he thought I was stupid. You're looking at me that way. You think this is a stupid conversation because you think I'm stupid. So guess what kind of programming that look created in my head? The programming was that if he looks at me that way, he thinks this is a converse, this is a stupid conversation because I'm stupid. So naturally, I wouldn't even have to go through this loop. The moment that he would look at me that way, I would get defensive. And I would get into this, I'm not stupid. Stop looking at me that way. I would react that way. Very defensive. Fast forward to the happy marriage that I'm in today, loving and trusting and supporting and encouraging marriage that I have today, that I'm in today. And when my husband gets that look or used to get that look, I would get so defensive. And I thought, I don't know why, I'm sorry. It's just, I hate that look. Don't look at me that way. I hate that look. And he would wonder why, I'm questioning his look. He's like, I don't know what look I'm giving you. I have no other look. I'm just looking at you and I'm confused. I don't know why you're behaving that way. I don't know why you are reacting that way. And I would say, I don't know why I'm reacting so defensively. There's just something about your look. When in reality, I was being very predictive in how I was behaving. Because in my mind, that look meant I was stupid. So in my mind, without me being conscious about it, because I was having this unconscious thought about the look, that look means I'm stupid. I would naturally get very defensive. And that was the prediction. The prediction is, that you look at me with a confused look, I'm going to think you think I'm stupid and I'm going to get very defensive. That was the prediction right there. That was the program. It was programmed with that. Why? Because of years of this repeated conversation with the twisted, gushy look, oh, you must think I'm stupid. Well, let me tell you how stupid I'm not, right? So the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to be very curious about why you behave the way that you behave, why you say the things you do, why you feel the way you feel. And I want you to stop judging yourself. I want you to stop thinking that you have zero control over what you say, what you do, how you feel, how you behave. You have all the power, all the power. Drop the judgment and allow yourself to be curious and lean into this. Say, hold on, hold on. I'm feeling things right now. Hold on. Let me look at this. Let me go ahead and look at this. You know, you put on your spectacles and you look at it with total curiosity. Wonder what this means. I wonder what I'm making that look mean. Here's another thing. Oh, let me tell you about this thing. Oh, this thing's so good. This thing's so good and so juicy. My husband has this habit 
of we're at the dinner table and we're having a good moment. And he has this habit of pushing his chair back and then sit on my lap. I'd sit on, I sit on his lap and I wrap my arms around him. I hated that. I hated that. And I couldn't tell you why I hated it until I stopped and I took a look at it. I stopped and I said, okay, I'm going to just put my judgment and that, and my distaste, my distaste for this, my dislike for this aside. And I'm going to take a look at why him doing that makes my brain go crazy. And I start feeling all these little things. And that was because I thought perverts do this because I associated sitting on somebody's lap with being a child. But then when he's hugging me and kissing me as I'm on his lap, feeling like a total child, what do you think that I associated that feeling with? Pedophilia. Only perverts do this, except I'm a 40 something year old woman sitting on my husband's lap in our dining room table. So I needed to stop to take a look at that formula in my head and totally debunk it. Totally say like, well, this isn't true. <laughs> this isn't true. I can release this formula and create a new formula that says, if my husband pushes back the dining room chair and asks me to sit on his lap so that he can hug me and kiss me, it is because he loves me. And it's not because he wants to hurt me. It is because he loves me. And now when he does that, I don't feel weird. I don't feel disgusting. I don't feel that anymore. I just feel like my husband loves me. And it has become one of my favorite moments in our private life here at home. My brain was overreacting every time he looked at me all confused. My brain was, so I thought, overreacting whenever he'd say, sit on my lap. And now I know it wasn't overreacting at all. It was being very predictive and it was reacting in a, or it was acting in a way that I had programmed it to act based on the thoughts that I have in my head. Your brain is very predictive. It is designed to keep you safe and alive and feeling whole and feeling connected. That is its only intention. So when you feel anything less than whole and alive and connected and belonged, and it is because of thoughts that you're having probably at an unconscious level that are creating these patterns in your head. And you just have to ask yourself, does this serve me? Does this pattern serve me? Does this habit serve me? Does this thought serve me? If it does, great. If it doesn't, change it. 
If you like what you heard, please visit my site at chingonaliving.com. That's where you're going to find so much more amazingness and so much more that I get to share with you. Hasta la próxima, amiga. Go and be the chingona that you were born to be.